The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Our lady wants to give you strength that you may be firm, quote, you may be firm in this battle against evil. Now that Satan is manifesting everywhere on what he's doing, it's very easy to begin to see where the battles are and what we need to be fighting. Of course, Satan's master trick is deception. He don't want you to fight him. He don't want you even to identify evil. He wishes that you just accept it as good. Today, Frank joins us in the beginning of this program. Frank, you there? Yes. And we were going to start off with a read from Ain't Gonna Happen to go back a little bit and retrack our steps to what Medianomics started about, because things have come up about the economy more and more, that evil was manifesting more and more clearly what was written five years ago that's manifesting in the most profound way that you must fight. It ain't going to happen 
was written 2010. This is from chapter 15 and starts, When the backing of silver was stripped from the dollar on June 24, 1968, the stage was being set for the woes that have befallen us now. It is not to say this action was the beginning or the start of a fall, for modern man, on a wide scale, already had love of money in his heart before June 24, 1968, and so God permitted such, giving man up to himself and his desires. Now we have an integrated slaveholding economy where almost all are in shackles, represented by an out-of-control car headed down the mountain with no brakes. As stated earlier, in the history of the entire world, no paper currency, which was not backed by gold or silver, lasted more than 50 years. June 24, 1968, was 42 years ago. Again, this is being written on April 2010. Why will the fiat system not last? Michael Moroni of Monix Metals made the statement that follows in 2005. Since that time, figures have gigantically, exponentially increased with the stimulus funds for bailouts, not just in the United States, but other nations as well. Moroni states, Over the course of history, all great societies have eventually created unsustainable amounts of debt, and because of that, governments are forced to print money. And if you look at the circumstances that currently exist in the United States, you've heard about the stock bubble. You've heard about the housing bubble. But nobody's really talking about the debt bubble that exists. Our government has a published debt of $8.5 trillion. But if you add in additional liabilities such as Social Security, Medicare, pension guarantee programs, it's estimated to be upwards of $45 trillion. Then if you add in federal, state, municipalities, county, consumer, corporate, our debt right now is close to being at the $50 trillion level. There is absolutely no way for this country to exist unless we continue to print money. It is imperative to understand that paper currencies depreciate. I think it's easily said this way. The paper money becomes worth less and worth less, and then it becomes worthless. Now, based on that premise, if we go back to what happened in the 1980s, early 1980, we had silver that went roughly from the $2 level in the early 70s up to $50 an ounce for a 25-fold increase. Right now, what we have is a money supply increase from 1980 to right now of about seven times as much. Well, silver reached $50 an ounce when there was 1.5 billion ounces more available in the market than there is now. Now, there is only approximately 771 million ounces of bullion as of April, May 2010. There's only $800 billion in America in cash. Again, all figures stated in 2005 and have grown exponentially. And out of that, we somehow get an $11 trillion economy. We have currently a personal debt of the United States people of about 
$30 trillion. There is a derivative hedge book out there of $450 trillion. We have a current account deficit of $800 billion a year. We've got a budget deficit of a loan of $600 billion, and that's not even most of it. The majority of federal spending comes in supplemental requests and off-budget things. It comes out to over a trillion dollars per year in an $11 trillion economy. How can you do that? That's the part that's so staggering to me, that people actually believe that this will work. It cannot, it never has, and it never will. So, Frank, the question is posed then to you. The price of silver at this point, how can it be so low? Why is it so low that it doesn't make sense with what was written and ain't got to happen of where things should be going with silver? Well, that's a very good question. And, you know, we have silver so low that we have CEOs like Keith Neumeyer saying that that it's below the profitability and he's one of the most efficient miners out there. And so that his fellow miners can't make money. And he's saying that he would talk to his fellow CEOs and create a cartel, much like the, the oil cartel, to stop delivering silver to the market. So why would this be? This doesn't make sense. Aren't things priced? When did he say that? Of supply and demand. This was in October when silver when silver was above seventeen. It might have been eighteen something when he was when he was saying that their efficient company could not make money mining silver at this price, and that he would not deliver silver. I also read another interview where he said they would do what they had to do throughout this period of of price manipulation to sustain profitability and to sustain which he which he also said that we'll see triple-digit silver. This is, And we've talked about this before. This isn't a, an analyst. This is a CEO. Um, well, how, how, how could the demand on silver be so strong more than ever in the history of the world that's being consumed, it's being lost in garbage dumps to old cell phones, etc., uh, washer dryers, every electronic, and many manufacturing procedures use this, model making to wherever. The demand on silver such, how can it be then that it has been consumed this way and being used this way, and also all the paper markets where silver is not used, but if the demand collected on it, that they can keep it down this low. Because by necessity, if not by desperation, the price has to look unfavorable. It has to look like it's going down in a downtrend because there's no there's no physical market. So... If yet, the there, yet there is. There is a physical market. So how are they, they, how are they doing that? Well, they're, they're doing it by price manipulation. I sometimes wonder if, if this flash crash, you probably remember we did the show called It Ain't Gonna Happen, mm-hmm. and the flash crash, and this happened after the show was aired, after the show was named, uh, I think it was May 6, 2010, about the time the book was released. I, I sometimes wonder if just the, the powers that be, or the what they call them the plunge protection team, if the stock market's plunge, they come in and buy futures to, to lift up the markets. All markets are manipulated like never before because of global fiat money. The power to manipulate markets are like never before. And I wondered if they just said, hey, let's see what happens if we don't support the markets. Let's just, May is a, is a traditional time where people sell, sell, and they go away, come back again after Labor Day. So May is a month where people sell stocks, traders, you know, go off to the Hamptons or whatever. And so they paint the charts. 
using strategic points. If it rises to this point, we're all going to get together and we're going to sell silver to where a billion ounces of silver, and this exists in no other market, the entire, over the entire year mine supply is traded in a day. A billion paper ounces are traded in order to keep the price looking unfavorable. And, and you have the, the CEO of First Majestic saying that the price is manipulated. The price is obviously manipulated here. Everyone knows, you know, this is a CEO talking, that prices are manipulated. So they can, they can put in this uh, ceiling or this, this point of resistance where maybe it might be $18 on the chart so that people will sell there. Your technical traders will come in and do what the chart is telling them to do. Right now, the chart of the dollar is telling them to buy. The chart of the uh, stocks is telling them to buy. And so there's this tremendous amount of money chasing momentum. You, tell, you sent me something, several points about what's taking place right now. You sent, one of them said, silver has no monetary demand. This is changing. Mexico has silver-backed money now. Mexico is remonetizing silver. And one ounce pure silver, is it Libertard? Yeah, yeah. Coin will function in parallel, be interchangeable with the existing peso, the paper peso. Banks will value the Libertad daily based on the silver price. Thus, Mexico will create a legal way for the citizens to protect themselves against devaluation of the peso, creating an internal protection against currency crashes in other countries. When is this happening? Right now? Has it been going on? How long has it been happening? Well, the, For Mexico. The, uh, the Catholic uh, government in, in Mexico has been, has been working on this for a long time. And uh, Salinas Price is, is a billionaire in Mexico that has tried to get a silver-backed currency. But what, what you began with, and it ain't going to happen, is for your listeners to understand is, is that currencies collapse when you no longer can pay the debt, uh, the, the interest on the debt. And when we get to that point, currencies will collapse. So now Mexico is trying to instill this silver-backed money. When did they start that? How long has this been going on with Mexico? As far as, as, far as it's in policy, I've been, I've been looking for when they put it in policy. They've been talking about doing this for years. And now I've read this article, and, and what you read was, uh, came from that article, that now they are remonetizing silver. So, so they're, they're presently doing this. My question in when the CEO of this mine last October says that they can't mine silver at $17 an ounce because it's costing them more than $20 to even produce it, that something for the people out there looking and studying this thing and say, well, silver's so low, I don't want to buy because people won't buy silver right now. They think, well, it's the price is down low and, and when it goes up $40, $50, they start buying, which is the wrong time to buy. You, you buy when nobody else is buying, you sell when everybody else is selling. Generally, as you put, that's how economics works. As far as if you're if you're trying to make money, we're not doing this to make money. We're talking about doing this for security. My point I'd like to make with that is the oil prices go up instantly, just with speculation in the Middle East of a war. The barrel of oil changes pricing and shoot up remarkably, and so the market has sensitivity, and something tells me because silver market doesn't have sensitivity. That it doesn't make any sense for this to say that when when even the CEO says we're not going to put it out there, and yet consumption of it's going continuing, it's been minted, we're minting the coins, and yet the price doesn't go up. This clearly shows that the government is behind this, staying low. Why? 
because just what Mexico did and the way that they're doing this internal protection against currency crashes in other countries because they know it's coming. And so what Joan just read, what I wrote in Ain't Gonna Happen, was no paper money not backed by gold or silver lasted past 50 years. We're year 47. 2018 is history's limit of every nation where they couldn't obtain and sustain the paper currency. But we ourselves think that, okay, they couldn't have done this in the past, so this 50-year limit can't apply to us because we're more enlightened. But every country before us that failed thought the same thing because they're a further advanced civilization than the previous one. And so we think we're going to escape it. And yet everybody feels it. And yet our ladies here showing these things, we know that they're going to do everything they can to keep this presidency and the Democrat, while they're on the watch, that the economy sustains itself. If they have to lie, they have to cheat, they have to print more money, whatever they have to do to make the Federal Reserve to help it along, it's going to go as hard as they can toward 2016 for the next election. It shouldn't be lasting that long. It shouldn't be sustained that long. It should fall in the next month or so. And I, I would tell people who don't have any money in the bank. But what I would tell people to do is with this history lesson, and nobody's passed the 50-year limit, and we're three years away, why do you wait? You need to do something with your funds now, immediately. So you wrote also a clip on that, that the creation of the 401ks that got the masses investing as never before. Until the 1980s, the company we worked for took care of retirement. Never before have so many people had the fruit of the labor and investments that can be wiped out overnight. This happened in 2008. We had people crying. We had people suffering. We had people in deep loss that they lost their whole retirements. And you're on the verge of it. I ran across a friend of mine the other day. He's a high-profile banker. And he's made a lot on stock markets. Into the seven figures, not six figures. And he's doubled his money in the seven figures. And he's read ain't going to happen. I said, have you got any silver or gold yet? He says, no. I says, you need to get your money out of the bank. You need to get it out of the stock markets. He said, well, I feel my bank's safe right now for the time being. I said, you believe it's going to continue that way? He said, no. And I, I pulled a silver right out of my pocket. He said, well, that's, what's, that, that's, where, that's the only thing that's going to last. I said, how come you haven't bought any? He said, oh, well, I'm, I'm just making money. I know a guy in 2008 lost millions of dollars. He's not Catholic. He's a vendor we deal with. And I said, what happened? He said, I got too greedy. And that's what's happened with this banker, friend. He's greedy. He's making too much money. He knows it. He admitted it's going to crash. If you go outside, you see a storm coming in dark clouds. Do you go back in and get your umbrella? If you see something coming out economic-wise, do you get your money, your umbrella, and go put it into silver? Because silver is the lowest, greatest buy out there because it's clearly manipulated. It doesn't make any sense for oil to go up with such sensitivity, and silver stays suppressed, except the government is doing that because they, they know if we do what Mexico is doing right now, and I ask you that question, Frank, if we did what Mexico, the United States government starts saying, the president starts saying, hey, we want to start backing our, our dollars with silver, you would see a rush. Things flip around so quick that it would bring down a crash. Do you agree with that? There's absolutely no question. 
There's absolutely no question. And, and, and when, when the charts turn from a downtrend to an uptrend, and the, the momentum traders switch, and if you pulled up a chart of the S&P 500, the index that follows the stock market, you can see this every seven years, that you can see it in 2000, then a big drop, and then you see it in 2008, then a big drop. Here we are seven years later in 2015. These markets will turn, and, and momentum will start chasing the other way. They'll get on the sell side of the dollar, the sell side of stocks, and it's been totally inappropriate throughout history. Uh, a number of things had to happen to dupe the people into putting the fruits of their labor into something that they could lose everything. And, and everybody's there. And big money never lets little money ride for free. The, the big money is going gonna, is gonna to take all this money, and it's someplace that, that you shouldn't be. If I had a 401k, I'd tell the provider of that 401k that it's not appropriate for me. It doesn't work for me. The company has got off the responsibility to take care of me till I die. I gave them the, my, the fruits of my life's labor, and I don't, want it, I don't want the fruits of that labor being in something that can be lost. It's not appropriate for me. It's not appropriate for my family. It's not something my father did or my grandfather did or, you know, my grandfather. And I just want to say what got me thinking about a lot of these things is I read Tony Robbins had interviewed 50, over 50 billionaires and said some of the principles they did, they were self-made billionaires. They didn't inherit the money. And, and some of the things that they did is they never exposed themselves to an investment that would lose money. Hey, stop right there. That's what's happening. You're exposing yourself an investment, even if you're not an investor, even if you're not interested in the stock markets, even if you don't want to participate in it, when you have your 401k out there in your retirement, that's what they're doing with it. They're investing it for you. They're playing with it all over the place. Obama said two years ago that we need to look at the 401ks as, as public money. It's, they don't even see it now as your money. And do you think it's going to stay there and do you think it's going to survive some kind of crash? We know a lady that told us she quit her job to get a 401k because that's the only way to get it. She put it on a notice. She got the money. She put it in the Morocco's Manager several rounds. And then she went back to work. They called her to come back to work, and she started back with the company. If you have to do that, do that. Do whatever you can to get your money and put it into something now that has worth. That's what I was telling my banker friend the other day. He admitted and agreed with me on everything, but he's not doing it. He added, oh, I know if something comes, I'm coming out there where you are. Don't come out here. Don't make stupid decisions and expect us to save you. We're going to barely be able to feed our own self. But we got something Rias was reading earlier that was published. Will you explain it? This was, I'll just read the text. The text says, what would you be thinking at this moment if yesterday the economy collapsed? What decisions would you be putting into place if hyperinflation took place and everything was sold out at the grocery store? People try to spend as quickly as possible what cash they have to get an instant kind of material product. And what would that material product be as your priority? Is this a far-fetched scenario? No way. And would you want to be sitting there the day after thinking, what should I do? What decisions do I need to make? What can I reorder in my life? What a fool I have been. Our Lady doesn't say you are in a time of grace, use it well without some purpose. Will you reflect upon those words and say how stupid I was, all the time I wasted? Some don't want to face the times. Some don't want to read what's there. You don't have to be religious. I've talked with atheists and know something is up, something is wrong. So what will you be doing the day after? 
And these were the words of a friend of Medjugorje on the April 28, 2011 Medjugorje's program. And this show aired the day after the April 27th tornadoes went through Alabama and some other states and brought large-scale death and destruction throughout the state. And these words were actually pre-recorded before the storms hit. And the timing of that to happen in such a way was not only providential, uh, but it was something that also is providential for us today, uh, in that even just this week, just what we've seen physically happen, take place in the country and in the nation, uh, we should not be reflecting on it in the same way. And of course, looking at the words, we were quoting this uh, from the Medjugorje show, but just looking at what a friend of Medjugorje has said here, is that if you look at what you would do in any other circumstance, whether it's a storm or whatever it might be, what would you be thinking the day after? And so, in the same way with your finances, with the economy, with your money, what would you be thinking the day after? What should I have done? And this is the banker friend. He needs to be in the context of say, okay, everything crashed yesterday and all that in the stock markets. Where is he going to go? What is he got to do? He, he's looking at us as insurance. That's not the way to think. He can do something. He can put that money in the land. He can put it into a system, a food chain, putting something together. There's a story of a guy who made $35 million, who had nothing, who was a veteran, read an ad. They wanted veterans to try to manufacture something and come up with it for FEMA. He did it. He developed his company and just in a few years sold it for $35 million. A friend of mine was telling about this story of him. The friend was telling him, the guy who sold the company for $35 million, to put your money, get your money, and put it into something. He said, well, I'll, I'll just, you know, I, I got it in the bank. He says, get it out of the bank. He says, well, I, you know, that's the best place for it to be. He says, you can't get that money. He says, yes, I can. He said, if you went down and tried to get a million dollars, they're not going to give it to you. They don't have it. He says, yeah, the wills. So he went down there and tried to get some money out, a few hundred thousand dollars. They said, we can't give you but $9,000. This man has $35 million in cash in the banks, in one bank. And all he can get out at a time is $9,000. That should scare you because many people have 1000 2000 5000 or FDIC. How are they going to insure $250,000 for everybody across America when something happens? Think about that. But you can have FDIC if you have silver. Or even gold. Silver is what we recommend because it's the gentleman's exchange. And it's not about hoarding. It's about what you're saving for your retirement. You put in that. A lot of people have bought at $30 an ounce and it's down to $17. do not look at it that way. You've got something that has intrinsic value and intrinsic meaning that the value cannot go away. Except temporarily. What do I mean by that? I mean, if there's a crash yesterday, if there was a crash yesterday... And you you go today, you got some food in your cupboard. The next day, the next day, you're six days out from, from the crash. There's no food at the grocery stores because people ran out real quick to exchange what they had for the things that had value. The things that thought has no value to them before, like even watching for time when your electronic clocks and your batteries run out. It, just being able to tell time is going to be valuable. How are we going to know what time it is? Why did the old places put big old tower clocks way up on top of the hillside so the whole town could see it? I mean, you got to think out of the box. What is going to be the most valuable? Just telling time is going to be two or three years after a crash, very valuable. You're not going to have to wind up watch. 
And if you ever wind up watch, how long is that thing going to last? That's why they grandfather clocks. So what is invaluable and so plentiful, like water, because it's so important to have, we take it for granted that it's not valuable. Except if you're living in California now and other places, we're starting to see that. So what has no value because it's so plentiful is going to be the most valuable thing you have. That's why it's so plentiful. And so 10 days out from a crash, what are you going to be looking for? Silver? Nobody's going to want silver. They're going to want food. So even the intrinsic value of things won't even be there. Who has the farm down the road from you or five miles from you and a system to eat by? That's value. So why would you not put your retirement into that now? That's the thing that goes, not into silver. To have your own, be in the food chain sustaining yourself. That's where you have to be and that's where you have to move to now. Not tomorrow. Not that got money's going to do it for you. If my banker friend got all his money out of the bank, he had two, three million dollars with him. Who's going to sell milk down the road to him if they only have enough milk for themselves? See, so the money, the cash is no good. Then he pulls out silver or save even put in silver. You're not going to want silver if you're feeding your kids. Food is the most valuable thing there is. You have to eat. Not even a house. Food is everything. So being in the food chain is your retirement. Being in the food chain is your security. And that's why people need to run to it. But it's too convenient. It's too inconvenient to be out there hoeing a garden right now. You need to have a system in place. So above silver, this is first. Second is silver. What you can do above the first now is silver. Because you can't go out and get your land. You can't go find everything you need to find. But you can instantly put this into silver. And people say, well, nothing's happened with silver. Don't be a fool. Buy when nobody else is buying. And it's intrinsically valuable. It will rebound. It will have worth. And I've talked about this before. On a 9-11 plane, when they were on the cell phones talking to the wife, a guy had a million dollars in his suitcase, if he did have that, and say, hey, I'll give you this million dollars. Even if it's gold or silver, say it's full of gold. Here's a million dollars worth of silver. Let me take a phone call. What's it worth to the guy in the seat telling his wife when he already knows two places have gone down? It's worthless. What's it worth to you for money or silver or gold or anything if the economy crashes a day later and 10 days you're starving? What's going to be a value? That's where you need to put yourself in that context and realize Mexico is close to the soil. Mexico has a lot of poor people. They realize they need to go ahead and spread out their wealth and the people have something to fall back on because they know the peso is going to fall. And they're admitting it. As dishonest as much as dishonesty and corruption in Mexico, they see it. Maybe that's why they do see it. We trust people to be too honest. Mexico suspect of everybody because there's so much corruption down there. And that brings out the truth to them. Like, hey, our peso is a lie. Hey, you start getting silver. Let's monetize it, back it with silver. And they're, they're getting on base. So why do you postpone this? Why do you stop this? So Frank, when people call you and they want to buy gold, land, or silver, what are you saying? Well, it, it depends on the, the circumstances. Land, absolutely. We, we heard uh, on Mercy Sunday this reading that the, the new Christians were laying down, they're selling their homes, they're selling their houses, and laying down all their money at the feet of the apostles. This was where their family could be safe. This is where they could evangelize efficiently. This is where their own soul salvation could be 
most secure with other believers. And they were willing to do this, to give everything in favor of, of living in community and being safe in the, the community. And if ever there was a time, we have Our Lady coming for almost 34 years now, we have the precedent of the greatest Christian nation, you know, accepting abominable things and trying to trying to push these these things that biblically are an abomination to the Lord, particularly abominable in this this act of creation. And if ever there were, were a time to be thinking and praying about community, now's the time. Our Lady has called us for these years to pray, and you see people that that see silver in their mind, but they can't take that journey to do something about it because the, the world is like a whirlpool, and it's wearing us out, Our Lady says. You know, you're tired from worldly things, but pray to the Holy Spirit that He may transform you and fill you with the strength of faith and hope that you may be firm in this battle against evil. Well, we, we need to change the mentality. You know, another thing that amazes me is people say, I'd say this is 10 to 1, maybe, maybe 50 to 1, for people who are, are preparing. The one would be the people who really trying to sustain themselves with their own food chain. They're getting their food from their ground to their mouth. And yet 50 more times of the people we hear from is saying they got the ammo and they got the guns. Okay, so you got your guns, you got your ammo. And what's that going to protect you from? You can't even kill mosquitoes when they start attacking you at 5 a.m. prayer here. That's not your protection. Yet I'm not saying not to get that. But that shows the mentality that we are looking at something temporary when things fall. We'll protect ourselves for maybe a two or three weeks, two or three days. No, you're not thinking right. You need to be thinking what you would be thinking and realizing what good is this having guns and ammo or having even silver in that sense after the crash. The only thing to get silver and reason for it now, again, is to instantly preserve what you do have, but you better be releasing that silver into a food chain, ability to be able to sustain yourself. And you can't do it by yourself. You have to do it in community. That's why Yvonne says Satan hates prayer groups because prayer groups are to evolve into communities. Those people that join together. We're hearing some incredible stories about CSPG groups. Those prayer groups that, that are doing things actively and politically and, and making their moves on what they're doing. So you need to have a new mentality, a new outlook of this. And the best way to put yourself in a position not, well, just ride, ride out Saturday and see what people are doing on Saturdays. That's the free day. That's the day where they can do some labor and be sustaining themselves, investing in their future somehow. Look at what they're doing. From the football fields, the soccer games, the entertainment, just loafing, doing nothing. The, the day after the crash, they'll be reflecting on how stupid I was. What an idiot I've been. So Medjinomics is to get you thinking about your personal situation. And when people do, they start getting desperate, and then they say it's too big. Well, I'll just wait for it to come and deal with it then. We've literally had people say that. That's a low IQ person. You aren't very smart. You don't wait to the crash. You put yourself into the future after the crash and what you need to be doing before the crash. Any last words, Frank? Yeah, Jesus tells us in Matthew and in Mark when uh, the desolation that causes abomination has taken its place, where it ought not be, um, flee and go to the to the pregnant women and and hope that the time doesn't come and winter around the Sabbath. And Our Lady has come for these times, 
these times that are prophesied in Daniel. And she's coming to tell us to be ready so we won't have to flee in a time that is inopportune when, when it's upon us. And it's coming. And the miraculous metal Medjugorje around is what the billionaires like to invest in, but they can't because there's not enough physical silver. But with physical silver, you cannot lose. It'll be worth multiples. That's what they look for, something that's going to go up at least five times. There's just no question that the bull market's over when everybody's talking about it. Uh, in the 80s, everybody was talking about gold and silver. And the little move from, from a dollar to $5 is a blip in the screen, a blip on the chart. And the move from $8 to $50 in traditional bull markets, not saying that we even come out of this paradigm, it would be a blip on the screen, especially gold and silver bull markets because they're finite. And remember, we have a fraction of the silver that was there in 1980 that we have cell phones and fax machines and computers and all these electronics. And now we have countries, Mexico, where Our Lady appeared with the moon under her feet in Mexico, where the largest miner of silver is, is moving to silverback currency. So you can't manipulate the price of silver when there is no physical silver to be had by the industrial users that need it and the investors that want it. So my silver will even be good for me after the crash because it has an image of Our Lady on it. It has the miraculous metal on it. And so she also comes telling us about chastisements and other things. And don't buy any other form of silver. Our Lady's come for the salvation, as she tells us in this last message, to lead us to salvation. And she wants every single one of us in heaven with her. And so you don't want another form of silver. I understand gold is appropriate for some, but uh, the historic range has been one-to-one, gold to silver, to 16-to-1. Today's range only makes sense in a manipulated market. So if people uh, wanted to get in touch with you, Frank, in order to to get the Maracas Metal Medjugorje around, uh, how would they do so? You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. We have to realize never before in history of the world has information been available the way we receive it today and how quickly things happen. And this is what's going to take place when a crash. You'll wake up one morning, you'll run down and put money that you have trying to get it. You won't get it out of the bank. You got any cash on you, you realize, I need to go ch- exchange this thing into an asset. You might go buy a stereo if you're stupid. It may be the only thing left on the shelf after all the groceries are going. But you'll be looking for anything you can to turn that money into value. And it'll be racing so quick up that in just a moment's notice and within a day, everything will go to the roof. And so do you want to wait for that? You can do something about this. But I wouldn't have any money saved sitting around not working for me, thinking that, okay, it's working for me by the stocks or through 401k. You need to act. Refresh yourself with these things. Get ain't going to happen. Get it off your shelf if you've got it. Reread it. If you haven't, order it. It will motivate you more now than it was five years ago when we released it to do something. And don't think, well, I need to get rid of my silver because it hasn't gone anywhere with it. Don't do that. It's the only value you have. Hold on to it. If the only time you release it is to put yourself in a more secure position that you can be feeding yourself. No other reason is valid. So we wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.